So anyway, that's why they said that I could be the next what on earth. But well, you've got to wait until I'm done first, because I'm the current one, you see. Well, I guess so. I guess that's that's obviously why you dyed your hair blue, was for that role, because that's yeah. the next thing I needed for the What on Earth series. It yeah, was, well, we've his... done him with green ears in one of the series. Yeah. Now, now, blue hair. Well, the problem is now that, like, seeing as you're the next one, you're, you're never going to get your turn because I'm never giving this role up. It's just too good. It is a kingmaker role. Um, who, anyone who's played what in the hit TV show What on Earth, <laughs> which <laughs> me and maybe five people know what the fuck I'm even referencing right now. Um, I'm going to move off of old CITV shows. Um, but, hey, but old CITV had the best and worst shows they simultaneously. Did have some amazing and also some really shit stuff. There, there was just like an era of CITV where it was just if you turned it on, there was a fifty-fifty shot whether it's going to be like this is pretty good or oh my god, what am I watching? I was thinking about CITV yesterday. Um, I forget exactly which show it was that I was thinking about. Um, but then I just thought about the general concept of it. And a lot of our younger listeners, if we have any, may be too young to remember a time where terrestrial TV was really the de facto standard, uh, the only thing. Oh, and yeah, you had, you had three channels, four if you could get Channel 4 to tune in, and if you were in very specific bits of the country, you might get Channel 5. And Channel 5 was a real rarity, depending on like oh, yeah. where you lived and where you pointed your area. I remember when Channel 5 first came out, the uh, the big spectacle, all of the hype, <laughs> the, world, the, 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 the country's fifth terrestrial non-cable channel, and it was shite. Um, although I did watch a lot of it, mainly because they had Red Shoe Diaries on at night. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I discovered wanking about that time. And, uh, you know, so long as you... Squint through the David Duchovny bits. Uh, you can. It's. It's not that. It's not that I don't find David Duchovny physically attractive. It's just I think he has the charisma of a doorstop, and would be better served pursuing a career as one. Hey, um, don't you enjoy it? Like wanking off to uncharismatic doormats. No, uh, I, I'm no. I'm so disappointed to learn this. Uh, Otherwise, I'd look in the mirror a lot more when I toss off. But I I, I can't look in there. I can't Aww. look at me. Can't look at my own face when I do it, um, because it's too sexy. Um, but but to walk that back about David Duchovny, he's he's a fine actor. He's just got a very, he's just got the same voice all the time for everything. And it's not that he's an actor that troubled me. It's that he, for a brief period, pursued a career as a video game voice actor. Uh, he was in 13. Um, it wasn't just called 13, was it? I loved it, and I can't I, remember I the I have no name. idea. I can't help you on this one, Jim. You're on your own Maybe in that Organization lifeboat. 13. But people are going to know what I'm talking about based on the comic book... Uh, see, I even remember the the, uh, the killer in it's called The Mongoose, and David Duchovny is part of this big conspiracy thing, and it's like uh, an FPS, but with uh, stealth and very, um, very strong comic book 
aesthetics. Uh, like you throw throwing knives at people. If you get them in a headshot, then comic book panels appear uh, showing step by step the knife going in the guy's head. Um, fucking uh, was fantastic this, Just to game. check, was this a Ubisoft game? I believe they published it. Uh, it. It was just called 13. 13. Okay, I was yeah. right then. 13. Fucking love it. By the way, if you hear my voice a little bit wheezy, apologise. Um, as I, I said on Jimquisition on, on the remaster on Monday, a uh, little bit, have been a little bit under the weather. I'm over it now, but my voice has taken a little bit of a hit. And I've we, still got some congestion. Yeah, we're both a little bit on the ill side today. It's gonna be, it's just gonna be one of those days. Yeah, and it is a both uh, situation. Um, five minutes in, you'll think again. I've forgotten to introduce Gavin. <laughs> uh, Gavin is um, uh, he's, having he's some currently... internet problems. He, I, I was gonna say that he's having internet problems because he's currently locked down in the music mines. He's not mined <laughs> enough music, and they shut him down in the mines. And you don't get very good phone reception down there to get on the internet. Terrible. They don't terrible Wi-Fi, and there's no like Ethernet in the rooms. Yeah. So yeah, not even like hotel quality internet. Uh, it, exactly. It's terrible. He he can come back to the podcast when he has finished mining the music from the music mines. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as he's done that in in the minds of more music plays, then uh, I tried to I tried to say the minds of Moria and turn it into a music pun, but couldn't <laughs> think fast enough. So just said more music plays, which you wouldn't even think of Moria from that. I could have said well, the minds of Aria. Like that's Julie. a song thing, isn't yeah. it? Contextually, I I was like, okay, I get that you. I feel like you're going for a Lord of the Rings thing here. Probably is that where we're going? I think you know? people hear Minds of More and then think, oh, oh, a Lord of the Rings pun is cut. Oh, wait, what the fuck? No, what the fuck was what? <laughs> Susan, what the fuck was that? And then <laughs> then the moment's ruined. But welcome yeah. to Podquisition anyway, everybody. You're very welcome. You're joining me here with my co-host, Laura, for the week. Hello, Laura. Hello, I am here. I'm still somehow alive. I am going to sleep forever soon. It's going to be great because I'm just, I'm just tired and ill. It's, it's a shame because we don't have Gavin and I'm just coming out of feeling under the weather. Laura's uh, going into feeling under the weather. And it's episode 150, celebrate good time, come on. Uh, but, but not much of a celebratory vibe. Well, uh, it's fine, we'll, we'll delay the celebration by like two weeks, because 152 will be three years we've been doing this, so uh, like that better. can be our equivalent of 150. That's better, that's a birthday, so that's, yeah. that, that's way better. Uh, up exactly. for birthday. I'm, I'm full of them good ideas, me. You, you have some fantastic ideas. Um, plus, I'm not one for celebrating the hearty things anyway. Like, like I, I'm gonna. I say we 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 have a real, real kick out when 200 happens, um, something like that. It's like I didn't really s- celebrate about when I got uh, 500,000 on the YouTube because I'm like, nah. Next time I celebrate, it's like <laughs> it's a million when I get there in eight years' time, and if I'm still alive by then. Then there's going to be some celebration. Oh, so, God. It is weird to realise that we are almost three quarters of the way to 200 episodes of this. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, I've, again, never had a podcast last this long. And I guess that's part of the 
part of the benefit of, of going gym dependent with everything is this isn't a, a, a company mandated thing with stuff that cycle in and out. It's me and my, my, my normally my two friends um, who I, I love to just have in a chat with. It, it is it is super nice to just have this as a touchstone midweek where I can just be like, oh yeah, I get to talk to Jim and Gav. It's going to be lovely. Talk, talk to Jim and Gav, have a lovely time. I who, Like, who else would I come to once a week and, and tell you such wonderful stories as Ubisoft are holding a farting contest? Like, Thanks who, else could I go, who else could I go tell that to? <laughs> oh, Ubisoft. Okay. Do you, you want to know about Ubisoft's I... farting contest? Because I've been waiting to talk about this all day. I do, because this is going to have to be an Ubisoft segment. I just know uh, So, like, here's the short version. Have you seen much about the new South Park game that's coming, The Fractured Butthole? I've seen enough. I've, I've have... seen enough. So you've you've seen enough to know that like farting is a big motif of that game. Like yeah. when they take it to press yeah. events, they have the the nodulus rift where it farts in your face. Oh, I remember the talk yeah. on the nodulus. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the final step of this sort of um, Ubisoft's evolution of farting based PR. The final humiliation. Yeah. So if you go look on Ubisoft's Twitter account and I think on their YouTube as well, they've uploaded a parody of shows like The Voice. But it's about farting, and good, it's good. all. It has very high production values considering what's going on. That it's basically, we want to, we want you to send us videos of you farting. Oh my god! And we will pick our favorite fart, and that will be the official fart of the new South Park game. Right, I've so got this. They, 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 they're just like, send us a 10 second video of you farting, and we'll just watch all of these videos of you farting. And I can't help but think that this is just someone's fetish at Ubisoft, <laughs> where they just, that they just, they concocted this idea and pitched it to the, the bigwigs to be like, we need to do a farting competition for this game. Oh, oh, and you know, considering it's my idea, I guess, I guess I'll watch through all the entries and I'll judge the best That's farts, it. I like, guess. Like, who's. Who's going to sit through and watch all of these farting videos? And then Yves Rimo's hand just shoots up. And they're like, you're the CEO of the company. <laughs> like, you've got better things to do than watch thousands of videos of desperate people farting. No. No, I do not. Bring them here. Uh, so that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, um, it's, it's just Yves Guillemot locked in a room by himself being like, I will not be disturbed till I've seen all of the farts. Yeah, which, again, you know, try and be as open-minded as possible on the podquisition, and I never thought that oh. this was a sentence that I'd say, <laughs> but I'm delighted I get to say it. <laughs> if you've got a farting fetish, you're very welcome on oh, the podquisition. I, I will repeat, like, I'm not here laughing at the idea of someone having a farting fetish. I'm laughing at the idea that someone would conceive the idea of a corporate farting contest as an excuse to, on work time, indulge their farting fetish. I think that I that mean, is that, an that amazing, me, beautiful idea. That, to me, is the problem. It's not, it's not the fetish, it's the, it's the deception. Um, <laughs> get your farts through honest means. Uh, yeah, I, see I a farting, like a farting atrix or someone. I would have so much more respect if Ubisoft put a video up on all their social media accounts that was just... So you know Dave in Ubisoft's accounting department, he really likes farts. Do you want to send him some fart videos? 
Do you think there are fart porn specialists? Like, oh, I guarantee there are. Like, like I know there are people that do fart porn. You know, and that's part of the repertoire of kink that that they do and cater to. And and you know, with custom porn vids that people could request these days, you can get anything. I'm sure. But I wonder if there is, you know, a performer. Who that is their thing, I and that's tell, all I, they will I, do. I googled fart porn specialist while you were talking, Good. and the first thing that came up is an actor called the Fart Doctor. Brilliant. I'm very curious about the fart. Uh, uh, yeah, no, this is just a lot of videos of people farting. It seems so. Yeah, to answer your question, there are people who specialize in in sex well, farting. God bless the fart. Like I'm, I'm glad that. Yeah, I'm honestly glad for the internet that. That something that that niche, not just a, not just a, not just farts, not just sexual farts, but medical sexual farts, <laughs> that that you need to believe that the performer has a PhD in farts <laughs> um, to get off. That that the internet can provide something that specific. God. Fucking I, bless it. I fucking love that we, like, you know, there are a lot of things not to love in the world right now, but it's hard not to love that we live in a world where there is literally every kind of pornography you can imagine already exists. Before you can type it in, there's already a niche that exists for it and a community there for you. I bet and I you love could that get, that's the world we're in. I bet you could get, like, specialised Bose headphone porn. Like, like, I, it only works for me if she's wearing Bose headphones. Uh, I'm seeing if I can find some headphone porn images. It does exist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically, headphone porn exists. I would probably have to do a quick skim to find some Bose headphones in the porn. But I bet there is, but I bet that's like premium content. I bet that's like, you know, you need a Brazzers account for that. <laughs> Uh, Brazzers wouldn't do anything interesting like that. They wouldn't. It, the most interesting they do are your your parodies. Um, yeah, which are there. They're good for a laugh, but we 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 won't get to see Bose headphone uh, headphone pornography. I was going to call it headphoneography. <laughs> uh, we won't That's get to see bad. Bose Bose headphoneography until. Bose headphones specifically are some big cultural touchstone for some reason. Like, if they're trending on Twitter, we yeah. might get a Bose headphones porn parody in which, I don't know, the headphones aren't behaving correctly and as such someone has to punish the headphones and then have sex with them. This is all now sounding like the kind of movie James Franco would star in. Because, I mean, the kind of movie James Franco would star in is literally any fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, James Franco stars in um, the, we'll call it pornography, head pornography, uh, (laughs) where he is trying to get Bose headphones to trend on social media (laughs) in order to get Brazzers to do a porn parody. Because he knows that's the only way he'll ever get off. The only way he'll come is if Brazzers specific. He doesn't even so, care which of the stars they bring in. Um, so I, so I, long I, as it's Bose. I love this narrative that we've created where rather than like realising that Bose headphone pornography is your, your kink, rather than just make some Bose headphones pornography or commission some, you know, yourself... The, it's like, no, 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 the far simpler idea is to get it trending on Twitter so that Brazzers will make a parody. 
Or maybe that's part of the fetish. Like maybe that's part of it. Like it, it, you can't just home grow it. You've, it's got a trend. It's got a trend. Like that's when he's edging it, and he's like, it's got a trend, and it's, and I'm not getting over the two, edge. It's number until... two worldwide, and he just can't quite get it up. Uh, 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 uh. That's gonna be amazing. Ah, um, uh, it's number one in London, but that's not quite gonna do it for me. It's gotta be worldwide. Oh god, there is nothing worse than than being in the mood for specific wanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a weird tangent we took. Ubisoft want their farts. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a bit of me. A they bit want. Of me. It's all about money. There's nothing left. I I kind of like this is not how I I imagined this section going because I was just picturing us making fart sounds back and forth that we could send to Ubisoft. I, I mean, do, yeah. Do, like, do you have any particularly good fart sounds in you? No, I mean, I'm not the the best at doing fart noises. Like, I'm, ah. I'm, I've always been your just typical, like, like your, your comedy raspberry. There you go. That's there's your fart sound, Ubisoft. We expect our royalty checks in the mail. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's farts covered. <laughs> Do we want to talk about stuff we played this week for a bit? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Give some semblance that we're talking about video games. <laughs> Why not? I've been. Uh, uh, oh well, yeah. I was. I was just gonna barrel on ahead. Yeah, go you ahead. What, what? What you been playing? Instead of that, I'll keep the audience guessing, flip it on its head, and then say, "You, you, you pick a game you've been playing this week. Me? What you been playing? Me? Actually." Actually, let me specifically request, because Justin's been banging on about this too. He's really into it. Tell me about this golf game that, that people oh, are playing. Oh, golf story. So this came kind of out of nowhere. Um, initially, this game was was supposed to be a Wii U game by these two Australian developers who no one had ever heard of before. They cancelled the Wii U version, announced it for Switch, and like a week later, it was out. You know, no fanfare. Yeah, and it's it's this really interesting little sort of top down sixteen uh, bit JRPG. I think you're sort of linked to the past or something. Mm-hmm. All set on a golf course. Um, it's got little bits of flavor of things like Earthbound, Undertale, in that it's very aware of some of the trappings of the genre. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Justin it, as well mentioned both those games. Yep. Uh, particularly like in the the audio design sounds very familiar to both of those. Um. And yeah, no, you play some kid who is on, like, all of your JRPG hero save the world problems can be solved by hitting a golf ball around a golf course. Um, like, very, I'm trying to think of a good example early on of, like, how it takes golf as a mechanic and makes it big and dramatic. Um, mm-hmm. Very early on when you're basically doing your tutorial and trying to prove to the the old man that, you know, yeah, I can save the world with golf. Uh, you're, you're on a golf course and there's just too many geese everywhere and geese keep getting in the way of your, your golf. And you get to the final hole and you're about to take your final shot and there's just hundreds of geese everywhere and like your protagonist's like, no, 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 I'm, you know, I'll wait for the geese to pass and your, your sagely wise protector is like, no, this is the challenge. Get your ball through those fucking geese. Just get get the ball through the geese. Get the ball through the geese. And you just have like these geese swarming everywhere, and you're trying to do like overly dramatic JRPG splashes of flare golf. 
and then go solve people's problems in a JRPG style. Well, I I, I don't want to okay. say too much about it, and I don't want to big it up too much, but it's yeah. just it's an unexpected little top-down JRPG that is just has a great sense of humor, doesn't take itself too seriously. It mixes up some interesting mechanics because golf is not usually a mechanic in JRPGs. Yeah. The top-down golf gameplay is still fun. Like, if you took the JRPG out of this, it would still be a really fun little golf game. It's just a really nice, unexpected thing that's caught me off guard. And it's well, rare. That it's good. It's so rare that, like, a game comes out and I hear about it after it's out and it surprises me with how good it is. And, like, the first I know of it, it's already out and good. So... Yeah. Yeah, no, Golf golf Story has been a lot of fun. I've been playing a fair bit of that this week. Well, that's fabulous. It it, it had my interest the way Justin was describing it, and uh, the further details you provided make me feel like I'd enjoy that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a, a golf game player, but um, whenever I've played, like, golf mini-games in things, mm. if you simplify the mechanics down and don't go too simulatory with it... Oh, it, it's um, definitely I'm not too on... simish. Like, yeah. you have one bar that it's like, try and get it in this point in the bar and it'll do a better shot, and that's about it. You see, I like that if it's just a case of, uh, you know, timing and stuff rather yeah. than it's getting point... too into the nitty-gritty. Point yourself in a direction, get your timing right on the move, and get your timing right on a bar. In it's like it's definitely not simmy. It's that's all I want the, from my golf. The closest I could compa- compare it to mechanically was something like uh, Mario, the Mario golf game on the Game Boy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the old Game Boy uh, golf game that I think had Mario in it was yeah. very very similar feeling to this in that it was just point and hit the button. Yeah, I mean, it, it it sounds like from from what Justin mentioned that it would be like one of those sort of like really old, old, yeah, uh, classic sort of golf games before uh, technology expanded and they could be more realistic. So oh, definitely, so yeah. yeah, that sounds that that really does sound like my kind of thing. I've got a lot to be getting on with on the Switch. I've got a place. I haven't played Steam World on it yet. Um, oh, neither have I yet. Which is funny because the. Uh, uh, the CEO, the, the the guy who runs the the the, the company that do Steamworld, emailed me the other day asking about Drill Queen and whether they did any other songs because apparently he heard Born Depressed on the Jimquisition, loved it, and has been searching desperately for an album. And I had to say they <laughs> they never did one, but they do have two other songs that you can find. So I pointed them over there. Um, but I've got to get that, and obviously this this golf story now I've got to get, and Stardew Valley tomorrow. Oh um, God, yeah, that's out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. when that's when this podcast so is out, it will be out. Um, and we're like two weeks away from Mario now as well. Oh blimey! The, yeah, yeah. The, the Switch has got some good stuff at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's having a good couple of weeks. Not doing too bad at all. I'm. Uh, impressed and mm-hmm. i've been waiting for the i've been waiting for for it to have enough enough games that i can just pick up and put down mm. that i can feel like the switch is worth carrying around as much as my 3ds was and yeah. it's looking like it's now at that tipping point where it's Go- like okay golf, now it's legit yeah golf story for me really felt like that tipping point where it was like 
this is a game I want to just chip away at in little spurt, uh, like little bursts while I'm traveling and things. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just want to like. It feels like a small enough game that I don't feel I'm missing anything by not playing it on a TV. It's just like, oh, you throw that in with Stardew Valley, yeah, we're getting there. Well, well. Yeah. So, so nice, nice. The Switch it's does look nice like it's in indeed. a good position. Uh, well, why don't you tell me about one of the things you've been playing this week? What what things have you been playing? Okay, I have been doing a lot of Pinball Effects 3. I've been doing a lot of that. Tell me about that, because I play Pinball Effects 2 a fair amount, because their PR department always sent me their new tables, even though I never <laughs> covered them. So I was like, oh, I might as well play some of it. How yeah, is, they're very is... generous with that kind of stuff. Like, I uh, I got an email from them because cause they they wanted me to talk about their business model because they're very proud of it. Um, as people who, I guess, watch the Jimquisition, they were quite proud of how they do things. And unbeknownst to them, I'm... Because I never talk about it, I never talk about Pinball FX, but I'm a quite a bit of a fan of it on the site uh, and it's one of those ones that I've never done a video of, never done a review of um, yet um, but I'm probably doing impressions of uh, the new one mostly because the, I, I captured a bit of footage of me doing the, the, the Force Awakens, the first order table and I thought I did brilliant <laughs> at it and got a trophy on my second go so I was like oh I'm, br- I'm the best I'm the best pinballsman that ever there was uh, it's it is. It's one of those things. I I never like sit down and think I am craving some pinball. But if I ever sit down and open it, I always have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I, I I've got a little folder in my uh, on my PS4 uh, front page. Uh, like XMB. I've never had to call it that in ages. I think that's what they call it. XMB dashboard. I guess whatever. The cross media bar. The uh, yeah. The 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 thing of things. And I made a little folder of just anytime games, the stuff that I can just pick up and play whenever. And, you know, Binding of Isaac's in there, Enter the Gungeon's in there. Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus isn't in there because for some reason on my PS4 it's still not shown up on the PS Store. Uh, I don't know what the hell Sony's been doing with that one, but they've been having Mm. uh, terrible trouble, Nick Arliss, trying to get that up and running everywhere. Um... But yeah, Pinball FX was always one of those, FX2. Um, I, I did, sorry, one second. I did just pull up the list of, of Pinball FX2 tables that they have sent me and I've never, well, I've used. I've never done coverage on them, but like I have quite an impressive list of tables. So just in like the handful of emails I can see here, I have tables for Rogue One, Bethesda Collection, Marvel's Women of Power, Castle Storm, Aliens vs. Pinball, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Walking Dead, The Force Awakens. I have I have a bunch of, of, that's, of that's uh, a pinball good collection. Tables. That's such a good um, collection off the top of my head. Yeah, they they sent me in an email for coverage purposes their their Universal Studios collection, uh, which Ooh. I've not had a look at yet. And yeah, we were talking about. About their business model because again, like while they were trying to sell me on it, I was already sold on it, and they didn't know. Because um, I'm a big fan of the way they do things. I like that whole buy as much game as you personally need. Like you know, maybe you're not a fan of Marvel, maybe you're not a fan of Star Wars. You don't need to buy that bit. Just 
just you know bung us a couple of bucks for the the bits you you need so i kind of like the way they do that kind of stuff and i like the way they carry over the tables from previous stuff oh definitely um, really keep that stuff linked up um which you know it's it it feels like something that that a company would be obligated or at least would feel uh responsible enough to be obligated to do but so few would do that. In fact, we have companies that just see a sequel as an excuse to bring back the old maps and sell them back to you again. Mm. Hello, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, fucking remastered piece of crap. Um, well, so like that's, that's half of the stuff in the Skyrim uh, Creators Club is just stuff from previous uh, Elder Scrolls yeah. that they're just reselling. Just absolute shite like that. So... Something like Pinball FX, I'm, I, I respect the business model. And they were like, let's help you fill out your table, like all your tables. And I'm like, look, look, just bung me some that I haven't got. But I want to keep sort of paying to support the model because I like putting my money where my mouth is. And I've gladly bought tables from uh, um, for, for Zen Pinball and will continue to do so because I, I just... I. I think a good model should be supported and they're really good fucking pinball. Like, like they're not full on simulated tables. Um, they've got a little extra sort of video game pizzazz to them, but I like that. And I'm, I've always been a fan of pinball stuff anyway, cause for the same reason, I'm a fan of casino type stuff. Um, I just like gaudy things. I like gaudy things, flashing lights, ringing bells. Um, and, and I always find that that provides a very immediate, satisfying gameplay experience. Um, but the the tables themselves are just so wonderfully designed and fit the atmosphere of whatever it is they're doing. Uh, the, the aliens tables are really cool. Uh, the, the Bethesda tables are pretty good. Uh, I like some of the clever things they added to those, like a, the Skyrim table has a consistent character that levels up. Uh, and you can keep that character even after game overs from game yeah, to it, game. It just feels like they put more effort in than they necessarily need to, which is yeah, really nice. Yeah. You know, the Walking Dead table has moral choices. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. The Doom table has missions based on the stages. Um, one of the main criticisms I would have is that despite me doing really awesome at the table and therefore it being my favourite table. Could they not have found better voice actors to pretend to be Kylo Ren and uh, General What's-His-Face yeah, and Captain uh, Phasma? Yeah. That is the worst Gwendolyn Christie impersonation I've ever heard, and I've only heard the one, and it was what? that one. I and think it was it's bad. fantastic Gwendolyn Christie, almost as good as mine. Oh! Royston! <laughs> Fetch me my Gwendolyn Christie. Kill the rebels! Uh, so yeah, yeah, Fetch glad. me more stormtroopers, Royston! I'm so glad you've had a good time with Pinball. <laughs> it was great, yeah. And um, I'll tell you what as well, for all the licensed stuff they do, um, some of their most impressive tables, I think, are the original like non-IP tied ones. Hmm. Um, the paranormal one. Paranormal uh, table is... One of my favorite. Like I, I could always pick that one up and fiddle about with it and have a good time. Um, same with Sorcerer's <laughs> Lair, apart from the mawkish kid voices that play on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I really like that, and it's such a low investment to give it a look that it's so easy to recommend people check out as well. So 
yeah, mm. big thumbs up. And I'm gonna, I'm talking to them, and I've been, I'm talking to a couple of other developers as well. Fingers crossed the, with business models that I think are good to see how they do it, because it's one of those things where you're. I've been, you might be able to tell, I've been quite frustrated with the game industry lately if you look at my recent string of videos. What? A little bit more so than ever, uh, to the point where... I, th I thought you were just having the chillest time <laughs> with the industry right now and there was nothing you had to complain about. This is shocking. I know, I know. It's, 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 a, it's a real uh, punch to the gut, but I'm, I'm now in a position where I'm like, I know I'm right about certain things, I just don't know how I'm right. <laughs> And, and and I need to have some real detailed conversations with the people who are doing, you know, at least in my opinion, who are doing it right. Uh, so hopefully we've got some interesting research stuff coming along and, and I'm very interested to see what the culture is and the mindset is with a company like Zen who are doing that with, with uh, the pinball games. Uh, and uh, hopefully CD Projekt Red as well. Um, I've been trying to... Like they're, they're, it seems they're amenable to the discussion, but they've been hard to pin down for like a... We've been having a discussion for like a year to finally get this sort of dig deep into a, how they do what they do. But fingers crossed. But that's besides nice. the point. What else you been playing? What else have I been playing? Uh, there's a couple of bits I can sort of rattle through nice and quick. Uh, I got to play a couple of hours of Code Vein, which is... Namco Bandai's basically anime Dark Souls. Uh, it's the one that had a teaser trailer a while back that was, I think it used the phrase prepare to die and everyone assumed it was a new Dark Souls and then it was, no, it's this new IP from the same publisher. Um, having played a few hours of it, I know we've talked a lot about games like, say, uh, Lords of the Fallen, The Surge, Games that try to be Dark Souls and don't quite do it right. Code Vein is easily the closest to getting Dark Souls right that I have seen from a Dark Souls competitor. Which I guess makes sense because being the same publisher, there's probably a certain degree of, yeah, we can just lift that wholesale and no one can stop us. Um, there's a couple of things that are slightly different to it to Dark Souls that I really enjoyed. Um, in particular, at all times you have an AI companion with you, uh, unless they obviously are killed. And a big part of getting through combat is, if you've got enough energy saved up to do so, you can revive them, or they can revive you if you've saved up enough energy to do so. Uh, and you both don't just die at once. Which means that, while it's still very, very punishingly difficult pattern memorization to get past these bosses there is a certain degree of flexibility and not feeling like i messed up once and now i'm dead mm -hmm. because as long as you're thinking about where this other character is and like okay they're low on health right now if they die and then i die i won't be revived i'll attack and sort of draw the boss over this way so they have time to heal so that if one of us dies we can still do the revive Mm -hmm. There was an interesting tactical element to, I guess, like, you know when you summon in people to help you with boss fights in Dark Souls, they feel somewhat disposable. Because yeah. beyond the fact that they're also fighting the boss, there's not much, they're not persistent, uh, there's not much you can do to help them beside do the fighting. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, uh, yeah. 
One of the problems I... I say problem, but, but one of the things that often frustrates me as someone who mm. often plays the, uh, a cleric is the group heal stuff. It, it, it's not really useful. There's, yeah. You can't really do much to, to be helpful as a traditional cleric if you try. Mm. Well, this this does somewhat offset some of that like feeling yeah. like you need a healer in your party type thing to being like, this is a fairly competent AI character that's not getting themselves killed for no reason can do combat, but can also revive you as long as you, like, keep them from dying. And it just mm. added a really nice uh, flow to combat. Like, uh, by the time this goes up, there should be a video on the Kotaku UK YouTube channel of me fighting and beating a boss. It took me about an hour and a half of one attempt after another to beat it. It was by no means easy, but you'll see in the footage how many times I get revived, because... I play smart and I'm like, let's make sure that if what if if I am low on health, make sure that like the other character is is around to revive me. If they're low on health, make sure I get them revived before I do anything else. It's basically it's just, playing it, yeah. catch with the aggro and the, the exactly the damage yeah. Taken. It, yeah, play, playing catch with the aggro was just a really nice addition to that sort of formula. Uh, otherwise. It feels like the button mapping is perfectly like Dark Souls. Uh, everything about the way it feels is just, this is anime Dark Souls, and I'm really okay with that, because I honestly prefer anime art styles to sort of medieval fantasy. So mm-hmm. I am I am up for an anime Dark Souls. I really hope it is as good for the whole game as it was during my couple of hours with it. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I would hope so. Like, I'm always yeah. a fan of... Of these, I guess they call them souls likes, um, hmm. which which really has become its own little subgenre, and yeah. and not in a way that I feel has diminished Dark Souls in any way or been overly saturating. I think it helps that we've had just the right amount, and we've had interesting takes on it, like. Uh, um, what was it called? Dark Mouse, I think it was called. The, the oh, top yeah. down, where you're the, the mouse and it's got a kind of soulsy mechanic. Um, you know, the way Neo did it was, uh, you know, had a lot of similar themes, but was still a very different feeling game. Um, I would oh. say the Lords of the Fallen is the closest one that, to just being a straight up Dark Souls, but even then, uh, still retains some some of its own unique flair. Well, the thing with this one is mechanically, this is closer to Dark Souls than, say, Lord of the Fallen was. Uh, yeah. This is this is just Dark Souls mechanically. Like, the, the, the dodge roll feels exactly the same. The block feels very similar. Um, the weight... If you ever get guns, the weight of firing them feels very similar to sort of, like, Bloodborne, having, like, the, the guns in Bloodborne. Right. It, it feels like Dark Souls with just... From Software didn't want to make another one. Here's the template. Stick <laughs> some anime on it, and it it looks really good. I'm having a really good time with it. All so right. I I really hope that that comes together. Like my big issue with it so far, and I don't know how much of this to put down to it being a preview build, is there was an area of effect attack that the boss was doing in its final stage that slowed the frame rate the fuck down. Well, uh, so I'm just like. Hopefully that's a thing that can be fixed before this comes out, because just this one big area of effect attack it did just crawled the frame rate. Uh, uh, but it was on a debug system, so like that 
might get fixed. Who knows? Those are the things. Yeah, I I never used to like um, back back when you know I I did enough pre-release reviews for me to be for it to be worth me having mm. one. Um, when I had a debug unit, I never liked doing reviews of debug code because yeah. you could never be sure what you were seeing and and what yeah. the finished state would be more e- exactly. so even than a yeah than a than a commercial pre-release. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell it's, there, but it, it's, it's something the, to be concerned, yeah. like it's, a little bit nervous about. It, I guess. It's it's one thing that like, if anyone listening goes and watches the footage when it goes up tomorrow, like you'll see that slowdown. That's not on my recording. That was the game doing that. Right. It's a you know, be aware of it, but be hopeful that it might get fixed. But also know that that was a thing I experienced. So. Yeah. Uh, Plus, yeah. I mean, if they're if they're uh, really wanting to chomp on the Dark Souls flavor, then having some sort of visual <laughs> jankiness is gonna it's gonna be part and parcel, so yeah. part of the, it, the experience. Uh, <laughs> very quickly, I might just skim through two other things I played this week. I don't yeah, want to linger on either of them too much. Uh, I played Cuphead. I beat Cuphead. Uh, I personally didn't enjoy the way it dealt with its difficulty. That's not to say that there's anything wrong if you enjoyed it, but personally, it felt a little bit difficulty through through obfuscated control more than Mm -hmm. difficulty through inherently good challenge in the game at times. So I had a bit like I didn't super enjoy it mechanically. It looks fantastic, presentation's top notch, but. I didn't super enjoy the way it did its difficulty, and that's now, just my my personal thoughts. <laughs> Zach, you're bracing already. It's, oh uh, no, I I wrote something about that. Yeah, oh my god, uh, yeah. the internet was not happy, but it's fine. There you go. That's my Cuphead thoughts, and I'm going to move on from those <laughs> nice and quick. Uh, Duke Amiel's <laughs> inbox is full of people with thoughts about Cuphead. It really oh. has brought out a very toxic little subset which is that it a has. shame that hard like any game with a reputation for difficulty apparently just has to magnetize a group of knobheads yeah. uh, it, which it is always sad yeah it can't be that you just don't like this game you just you just don't get the genre i'm like no yeah. i do i like the genre i like difficult games when they're made well uh anyway uh, I also played some of... And this is a weird one for me, because I never play sports games. I played some of FIFA 18 on the Switch. Because oh. I got sent code for it, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll have a look. Uh, yeah. My my main takeaway is it's a really impressive port of that game with a couple of really obvious, like, notable omissions that are going to be really difficult to recommend this for for someone that, like gets the new FIFA every year because they want all the new stuff. The big two things it's missing are the big story mode with cutscenes and everything is is not there. That's a, that is a significant omission. Yeah, that, that seems like it's probably missing because all of the cutscenes are done with, uh, what's EA's one? Frostbite? Um, I think it is. I know, the, yeah, yeah, that's I think DICE's big thing. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the Frostbite engine is used for the like the cutscene stuff in the story mode, and that doesn't seem to run on Switch, so that's why that's not there. The other thing that's really odd that's missing is the Switch version is the only version where you can't start a one-on-one online match with a friend on your friends list. 
Right. And that's weird because other games on the Switch allow you to do that, to go, okay, which Switch friends do I have? Okay, I'll start a match online with them. Mm -hmm. You you can't on the Switch. You can do local multiplayer, like on one Switch. You can have like two Switches next to each other, you know, do multiplayer. You can do online multiplayer against random people, but you can't say... I'd like to play an online match with my friend. Well, that's... That's, re- that's really <laughs> weird, and I have been trying to work out why that's not an option, and I can't work it out. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you desperately after, like, you want to play FIFA on the go, the core gameplay is all there. Just know that you won't be doing online multiplayer with your friend or story mode. If you're looking to just have, like, the FIFA gameplay, this is the best mobile version of it there's been. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I don't really have much else to add on it, but I felt like those omissions were big enough to probably, like, merit mentioning. Uh, so, yeah. Should, do, we want to, do you want to talk about... Uh, you've played a couple of other games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I played... Uh... A tiny bit of Cuphead. Um, I didn't want to play it while I was unwell because, I mean, I'm going to have a terrible it's, time it's with not, it when I'm well. It's not great for being rested, is it? <laughs> um, I was mostly playing it purposefully bad for a video game show what I'd done, which I did just to see how people would react to deliberate bad Cuphead footage, um, which surprisingly um, a lot more people liked it than hated it. So I was pleasantly surprised. But um, from what I have played, uh, I can see, I can see why anyone would have issues with the way it does its difficulty. I'm not sure where I stand on it yet because I haven't had a proper sort of go on it. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm wary to do much serious coverage on it just because, god damn, do I hate the 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 type of people it can bring out the woodwork. It's not fucking worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which sucks, you know, it is a shame because it does seem like it was made with a lot of heart, but some people whose hearts have just sort of been covered in stone and they can't have fun with anything without it being some big pissing contest, uh, go ahead and spoil the Atmos. Um, but other than that, I uh, I mean, uh, replaying a bit of Dragon's Dogma because that came out on PS4 and I was like, just fuck it, I'll just get it again. Uh, any excuse I'm good with. And oh, is the PS4 version out already? Yeah, yeah, it came out yesterday. Ah, and it, it only got announced like a week or two back, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I think it's uh, that version's been on PC for a thousand years, so I guess they could just throw it up whenever. That's, that's really nice, and I want to go pick that up now. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's always a good little way to spend time that one I never thought it was a particularly amazing game but it was always good solid dependable action RPG stuff and Hob is the other one I've been playing on and off here and there I've seen stuff about this it looks really nice I don't know I don't understand what it is but it looks gorgeous whenever (laughs) I see it yeah it's uh I I think comparisons to Zelda are inevitable um it's about walking around this sort of overworld and going into dungeony sort of areas, solving a lot of environmental puzzles and 
getting into some very simple sort of sword swinging, slashy combat against various enemies that pop out. Um, and yeah, yeah, you know, it reminds me um, a fair bit of things like A Link to the Past and stuff like that. Um, really nicely animated, nice cartoon art style. And a, a couple of visual bugs. The, the character himself, um, very prone to getting sort of caught near walls. And it's never anything game-breaking, but sometimes... It'll just look weird where you go too near a wall and you've jumped and the character will just sort of flit from one place to another, blinking in and out really unusually, and it really just takes you out the game. And some of the perspectives uh, from the camera are a bit dodgy and can make some of the more uh, finely tuned jumping areas a little bit more frustrating and, and time-consuming than they should be. But otherwise, it is a, it's a fun little game. Uh, it's not... Uh, similar to my thoughts on Dragon's Dogma there. It's not blowing my mind, but it is solid, dependable. I feel like something that's a bit like Zelda that isn't Zelda, uh, this'll do. It's got some nice upgrade stuff, and all the story is done without uh, words, so it's all Aww. communicated with you know, animation and noises and stuff, which is always good, uh, always interesting. So... Yeah, yeah. I think it's a just a nice chill little little thing so far. But again, not super far into it. Ah, oh, that sounds that sounds like a thing worth checking out. I think you can hear both of our voices are slightly going now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What? Uh, <laughs> how are we doing on the hour? We we got about ten minutes left. Um, got got a couple more bits of news that have happened that I suspect you might have some thoughts on. Um, you know, Nintendo's, uh, creator program or whatever it's called, where, you know, you get permission to make videos of Nintendo games and they take, like, a pretty big cut of your income. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard about the new addition they've made to this creator program, this new restriction they've placed on you that even, even if you're allowed to make Nintendo videos, uh, the new YouTube restriction that is placed on you? I threw this into um, uh, just the final parting shot of the gym position that <laughs> went up today as we record. Uh, yes, I have heard of this new restriction. Yeah, you're not allowed to stream full stop. If, if, you, if you agree to Nintendo's creator program, you're not allowed to stream Nintendo games. J j not that they take most of the income from your ads. No, no you're just not allowed. Yeah. Um, like some you... people have wondered if that's linked to uh, certain people having outbursts on live streams that uh, you daren't bring up for the legions of devil's <laughs> advocates that come crawling out the woodwork like cuphead enthusiasts. But uh, some have speculated that might be the reason is Nintendo doesn't want people to uh, basically Accidentally be in a live a unchecked word. situation. Yeah. Um, which, so, you know, could be, yeah. but either way, like, I I already have so many problems with Nintendo dictating how, uh, how people cover their content. Like, myself as a game critic, as someone whose job is to criticise the industry and games themselves, the idea of being part of this programme to have the right to publish any footage of Nintendo stuff... 
essentially turning them into my channel partner is such a case of business getting into bed with business that it's it, it's just dodgy and sleazy oh, and it's, it's, not right. It is dodgy as fuck. And, like, here's the thing. Like, for a certain amount of time, even if I never would have used that program, I can see to some degree why some people would. Like, let's say all you want to do is make videos of Nintendo games, and your options are don't join the creator club and you cannot ever make any money on the videos you're making or join their creator program and you'll get they'll take most of the money but you'll make some and that's better than none i can see that thinking and why some people would go yeah sure i'll do this but at this point if you're with the the creator the nintendo creator program you have less ability to play nintendo games on youtube than people who don't join the program. Like, people who don't join the program can stream Nintendo games, and Nintendo can't stop them, but they can stop you because you signed up with their program. Yeah, it's... It, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. A, it's a it? racket. It's a fucking racket. It is Nintendo just exerting more control than they should, overstepping their bounds, and creating potential ethical problems um you know and 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 that's not fucking on and just let people live stream you you dicks just do it you, f- you fucking just, just fucking do it yeah you fucking beasts <laughs> you tossers vagabonds yeah usurers yeah. ne'er-do-wells moneylenders yeah yeah Spoil mongers. Yeah, strawberry shitters. <laughs> What's a strawberry shitter? <laughs> it could be any number of things. I mean, you can imagine strawberry shitting, you can imagine Reggie fils me shitting strawberries. Uh, I mean, it, those are the two ways it goes. Uh, uh, I suppose dealer's choice. Pick, uh, pick your poison. I, I, I choose <laughs> neither of those poisons, thank you, Jim. I will abstain Take from both. Take third option. Both I, particular I poisons. That. Uh, that, a little bit of sad news we had for, like, archiving of games. The Wii Shop channel's dying in 2019. Oh. And that, that means that little bit of, that little jingle that it had in the background that was really catchy is going away. That's a shame. Yeah. I'm glad that it's already been, like, preserved forever on YouTube. Again, another reason why sometimes it's a good thing when, <laughs> like, copyrighted content is on YouTube because there's some archival, because I guarantee, like, you're not going to see that released on a Mario and Friends Greatest Hits album. No, nope, but, but you But people can always Google... thought that was a nice, charming little yeah, song. Yeah, Shop Channel main theme, you know, you can go find that on YouTube. Or, I find it very easy because sometimes I use it um, for backing music if I need like some f- like elevator music reference or I'm listing some shitty things that Nintendo itself has done. It's very good for lists. It is very good for lists. Um, I must say I do have one mashup with that song that I think is wonderful. Go look up the Wii Shop Channel slash Hotline Bling mashup that is... Oddly oh, okay. beautiful and wonderful because it's just Drake having a dance to the Wii Shop Channel music in a in a colourful square, and it's quite adorable to watch. 
That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, my friend Flannel was um, probably still is obsessed with the Hotline Bling music video, and every time I was at his house, he insisted on playing it. Uh, so I, I'm intensely familiar with Hotline Bling. I had I had managed to avoid it for years and never really pay any attention to it until someone sent it to me mashed up with the Wii Shop Channel music. And, <laughs> like that was my first real introduction to that song, and I was like, "This is okay." I can live with Honestly, this. Honestly, the the original song is it, it's got a a strange catchiness to it for a song that sounds like it shouldn't be catchy at but all. I can imagine if you're forced to watch it on a weekly basis, you might quickly <laughs> grow to uh, have less of a fondness for it. Slightly less with each time, you know. Uh, anything else left on this week's stuff? Uh, we got the official confirmation that Skyrim's getting a survival mode as part of creators club so that's getting like uh-huh. oh no you're too hot you're too cold you didn't eat enough you need to sleep i hate that do, shit do those like, things. fair play to those who want to want to play skyrim that way um and and you know i i understand the joy of doing that in something it, like fallout and skyrim yeah. but um, it's, it's certainly not for me particularly for something like skyrim that's been re-released so many times over such a long period of time. Like, there are probably people who love that game and are looking for an excuse to go back to it with a different experience. I'm never going to play survival mode. <laughs> yeah. Not not for me, thank you very much. I want to just run around and, like, basically just hit necromancers with a mace <laughs> or a sword or whatever. I forget what my current yeah. build was I, now. I, I want to go back to that game and it's been so long since I've played that I do not remember where I was. So I'm probably just going to wait for the Switch version and just play some on there. Just start Fair over play. again. Uh, I'd be interested in that. Um, in the, I would be interested in the Switch version if not for the fact that I think I truly have played that one on too many systems too many <laughs> yeah. times now for another one. That is fair. Um, I, I played it maybe twice, so... Well, there you go. Like, like, I can... If I'd played it a bit less, then I think I'd absolutely be plumbing for the the, the Switch version. Um, unless mods are coming to it in some way, shape, they've or form. Not, not, said, not the Bethesda yeah. shit. They've not said anything about mods on Switch, yeah. so I suspect not. Like, that doesn't yeah. feel like a thing Nintendo would be okay with. It, it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, if, I will say, if that were to happen, and therefore I can do like what I did when I replayed Fallout once mods were on it um, on the console, because I ended up playing on the consoles, because uh, I've, I've, I've explained before why I don't like playing in my office at the moment. Um, and when the mods came out, like I didn't want to go through a load of the early bullshit again. So I was like, right, let's just get some skill points right now, breeze through the early bit, don't give a yeah, shit about get, achievements get to or trophies. Get the bit that you think is fun. Yeah, get to the, the fun bit. Like I've, I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't already played the game plenty of times already. Um, mm. But if there was an opportunity to do that on Skyrim, where again, I can just like give all the shopkeepers 5,000 gold so I don't have to go to multiple shops to sell all my shit... Um, you know, various, you know, th- those uh, convenience things, ease of life things that they're not going to be there, Jim. I know, but you know I mean, it. They're not going to be there. At least do the half-assed Sony version, Nintendo, please. No, please. no, oh. no, Jim, no, no, 
No. Oh, but oh, honey. Oh. But Jim, no. <laughs> uh, so oh, Zippy, please say that we can have mods on Skyrim. No. no. Oh, no, we're not having that. No. Oh, here comes Bungle. Uh, Bungle's got a boring voice. No one wants to hear a Bungle impression. Um, I think we should wrap up because I, my voice has well and truly gone. Mine is dying and I need to lie down yeah. and sleep forever. I, I, oh, I need to yeah. just, just I've got to get sleep. some water in me. But thank okay. you for listening to us, everyone. Uh, yes. Um, um, you, do, you, do you want to tell the people about how to find your stuff? Me? Uh, if I survive yeah. the night, <laughs> you can find me at Laura K. Buzz on Twitter and YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. Uh, I wrote a thing today about LGBT characters in games and the video games industry's seeming obsession with, like, confirming characters as LGBT outside of the game itself through, like, expanded media. And this sort of, like, approach they have of, we want to have the praise of having an LGBT character, but we don't want to say it in-game so that people can deny that it's canon if they don't like it. So... Go read that on kotaku.co.uk. I'll also have up a big preview of Code Vein by the time this goes up with a bunch of video footage. Uh, I believe I'm the first person with uh, footage in English of that game. So, oh yeah, look at me. You can see me beat a boss and shoot some stuff with with a gun, I think. I think it was a bayonet, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's me oh, and my stuff. Good. What about you and your Excellent. stuff, Jim? Well, um, because of the sickness that I was not down with, I will tell you that much. I was not a fan. Um, Monday's Jimquisition was a remaster. We brought back our damn fine coffee episode, which was a pre-Jim Dependence video. Uh, back from The Escapist, we re- retouched it up and put, put that up on Monday. But I did want an all-new one out this week, so... Uh, At the time of recording, it went out while we were recording. It'll be yesterday, if you're listening to this, when this comes out. Um, But either way, it's called YouTube Has a YouTube Problem. It is 20 minutes of some of my most pointed work ending with one of the most scathing monologues I've ever given. I am intensely proud of this episode Uh, despite how many people are just going to complain about the one line I said that impugns their hero, I really, really, really like this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it, and it's part of the reason why I'm not talking very good now, because I used up the last of my voice, really putting my all into that rant at the end, which I... uh, I'm very pleased with because it's been a long time coming that that particular um, sentiment for people that have those particular sentiments about people who don't have quote unquote real jobs. So good. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, We will see you next week. Hopefully we'll have Gavin back and in full action and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.